What's triggered the latest tension between Greece and Turkey? Ankara says deploying military to an Aegean Sea island breaches an agreement. Athens argues it's protecting its people. So can this tension be contained or could it spiral out of control? I'm Hazem Seeker and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast where we dissect, analyze and help define major global stories. All right, let's bring in our guest now. In Istanbul, we have Mehmet Celik, editorial coordinator at Daily Sabah, daily English language newspaper in Turkey. In Athens, George Sogopoulos, senior research fellow at the Hellenic Foundation for European and Foreign Policy. And joining us from Brussels, Peter Klepp, editor uh, of uh, BrusselsReport.eu. Good to have you all uh, with us. So, um, George Sogopoulos, let me start with you then. Turkey is arguing that these military buildups on the island are in violation of their agreed non-military status uh, under the international treaties. Do they have a point there? Well, in the last uh, weeks, Greece is under constant threat by Turkey with the usage of military force with the argument that the island should not be militarized. But Greece believes that due to the current situation, it is in threat, it is under threat by Turkey. And therefore, it is its right to uh, militarize the island in line with the relevant UN uh, charter. This is the situation and the real problem starts uh, from the threats coming from the other side and also from the history that demonstrates that Turkey is prepared to use military force in order to obtain political gains as the invasion of Cyprus highlights. All right, let's put that point then to uh, Mehmet Celik in Istanbul. What's, what's your perspective on this? Greece is saying that it needs to defend these islands, many of which lie close to uh, Turkey's coast against a potential attack from Turkey. Actually, if you look at the recent uh, provocation by Greece against Turkey, we can see that you know, if you know, with the radar uh, blocking, uh, using the S-300s, with uh, firing uh, Greek Coast Guard firing uh, against a commercial vessel, uh, uh, with uh, with uh, militarizing the, the non-military status islands, we can see that these provocations are unfortunately actually coming and arising and emerging from the from the other side of the Aegean uh, and, and Athens. Now, Turkey has been uh, the, the side that has been pushing forward for dialogue, for, uh, you know, be it uh, through ne diplomatic negotiations or in the Aegean and between Turkey and Greece, or uh, when it comes to the Cyprus issue. Turkey has been pushing forward for equitable uh, uh, share of uh, resources in the Eastern Mediterranean. Turkey has been uh, arguing for a dialogue and, and diplomacy, but you know, we can see one, and on the one side, uh, leaders, uh, Greek leaders like Mitsotakis, for example, says Turkey, they, they want uh, neighborly relations. But on the other side, we see on the same uh, days that Greek is militarizing or sending uh, deployment to the non-military status islands. So there is a hypocritical situation. Of course, there has been, uh, you know, historical tensions between these two countries. If we can, if we are going to keep Talking about the history, there's not, you know, Turkey and Greece, they cannot get anywhere. However, Turkey has been pushing forward for dialogue, for negotiations, for putting our differences and agreeing on some of the disagreements and moving forward, uh, uh, you know, in, in finding some sort of common ground to solve and overcome some of this, some of these 
issues. However, one uh, you know Greek side can change between you know it can its position changes a day and night, uh, and and it's very unpredictable and at times hypocritical. So it becomes a problem for Turkey uh, and and its leadership to deal with uh, uh, Greek uh, uh, officials. Um, so they see that as these being provocations uh, and and not a willingness to actually find a solution for the existing, uh, be it historical uh, tensions or be it uh, current uh, uh, disagreements and tensions between the two sides. Peter Klepp, why are these islands in particular such a flashpoint for both Greece and Turkey? Well, these islands are very close to um, the coasts of, uh, of Turkey. And uh, yeah, because of this reason, uh, Turkey is concerned. Turkey claims that the uh, Lausanne Treaty does not uh, allow Greece to, to have these military vehicles, uh, these American uh, military vehicles uh, to, be, um, to be posted there. Um, as we could hear, Greece is claiming that uh, it is under threat from Turkey and therefore it is justified to do so. Um, what is remarkable is that um, just uh, recently um, the president of Turkey, Mr. Erdogan, uh, did no, not just complain about militarization of the islands, but of quote-unquote occupation of, of the islands. And this has really um, uh, raised great concerns in Greece and, and of course also outside of Greece because these are you know, two NATO partners and this is not exactly the best moment to have tensions between uh, Greece and Turkey, I think, as everybody realizes. Uh, George Sogopoulos, um, the, the, the Turkish government has said that this, is, the, the, this decision is partly political uh, by Greece to, 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 to get these, uh, uh, more of these uh, military vehicles in, into the islands. There's a Greek election coming up next, next summer. How, how much of this is for, for domestic consumption? Well, this is not a political decision, it is a security decision. There are diachronic uh, problems in Greek-Turkish relations, but in the last years, Turkey's public rhetoric has been very, very aggressive vis-a-vis -vis Greece, an issue which not only recognized by myself or the Greek government or Greek politicians, but by Washington and also by Brussels. So the European Union has been very critical of Turkey's moves, gestures, statements, and public rhetoric towards Greece against Cyprus in the Eastern Mediterranean in general. Uh, uh, what, what is uh, right now the situation is that uh, the relationship between Turkey and the United States uh, has entered uncharted waters. It is crystal clear in Washington that Turkey is not necessarily considered a reliable partner. And within this context, Greece is emerging as a very reliable partner of the United States. So this new situation is creating new dynamics in the Eastern Mediterranean and also within NATO. And also in the aftermath of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the United States is closely working with reliable partners. So this is fueling the aggressive rhetoric from the other side. And we remain hopeful in the European Union, just within NATO, that the situation could be placed under control because like this, if Turkey continues like this, obviously the cohesion of NATO's southeastern flank will be jeopardized, news that will be welcomed in Moscow. Yeah, uh, 
Mehmet Celik, how, how is this affecting relations with, with the United States then, considering that they are, both of these countries are uh, NATO allies as well? Well, of course, it, you know, if we look at, uh, you know, the current stage of Turkey-U.S. relations, we can, we can say that it is not on a very solid ground uh, at the moment. However, they are, they, both sides continue to, uh, you know, mention each other and, and they term each other as allies, sometimes strategic allies, sometimes partners. Now, there's always that historical alliance between Turkey and the United States for, for several uh, good reasons. However, if we look at uh, the previous speaker mentioned about uh, Moscow and, and uh, the EU and, and all the Ukraine uh, relations or Ukraine developments, if we look at Turkey's value for the West, I think grain deal is a very good example for that. If we look at the mediation between Ukraine and Russia and its value for the, for the Ukrainians and also for the West, I think prisoner exchange is a very good deal, very good example of that. Another one would be the efforts by Turkey that has been, uh, you know, at work to, to bring the two leaders together uh, at a negotiation table. Otherwise, uh, you know, the war is not, unfortunately, is not getting anywhere uh, where we would want it to end uh, or find a solution for it. When it comes to, uh, you know, the U.S.-Turkey, back to, back to U.S.-Turkey relations, um, the U.S., uh, you know, very recently uh, said that they want the two partners to diplomatically, to two NATO uh, members, to diplomatically overcome these uh, tensions. However, uh, Turkish side has always been pushing forward this diplomacy, this negotiation table, this finding a common ground for dialogue. However, however at one day we see Greece saying, okay, the next day, unfortunately, Greece goes and, and complains to the EU or goes uh, in, in, in uh, in the United States and, and talks against Turkey. Uh, for example, Michotakis did this, Mr. Michotakis did the same thing when it comes to the F-16 issue. This is issue. the Greek prime minister. However, we should recognize the, the reality, we should recognize the reality that these two neighbors actually, once they overcome these issues, I think without the inf interference of the third parties like France selling uh, weaponry uh, or, or defense mechanism to, to Greece uh, or the United States, bringing its, its uh, uh, military deployment to the, to the uh, Greece, uh, I think the solution would be easier. However, uh, uh, you know, the unreliability of the Greek side, the other third parties uh, using Greece, uh, you know, in a way to actually contain Turkey in the region, one, pushes, for, pushes uh, Turkey away from the West, it alienates Turkey from the West, it otherizes Turkey from the West, and this is not in interest of the West. I think that the Turkey's values in the region should be realized, and, and the grain deal is a great example of that, uh, how it, it, you know, it, it kind of uh, stopped the global food crisis, for example. I think All we right. should realize and we should value these moves by Turkey to find diplomatic solutions. Uh, Peter Klepp, is this dispute more about um, access to, to the waters around the islands and, and, and the, the, the potential natural resources there rather than the islands themselves? Well, I mean, there's that. Uh, there's the, uh, you know, the, the military importance of these islands, you know. Uh, if ever there would be a conflict, of course, this, uh, uh, you know, this helps Greece to have islands so close to Turkey's mainland. Uh, I mean, to, to, to comment on, on what, uh, what the Turkish um, uh, speakers said, 
uh, it's true that that you know Turkey and Erdogan deserve some credit for you know their um, you know mediation in the conflict uh, to secure the the Green Deal, uh, and to, and Erdogan has been saying that it's very important to respect the territorial uh, integrity of Ukraine, specifically referring to Crimea. Uh, but then on the other hand, it's weird that he sort of this like he describes the. Um, uh, the, the Greek uh, status of these islands as a situation of occupation. You know, that's not sensible, uh, I think. It's, uh, it's pouring oil to the, to the flames. And, and perhaps some of it can be explained by the fact that Erdogan himself has an election uh, next year. You know, he, it's not, not sure he's going to win. The opposition is coming, uh, coming on very strong. Uh, the opposition is much more secular. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to foreign policy... Erdogan and the uh, opposition often uh, agree. So, you know, if he can come across as strong uh, uh, on foreign policy, you know, this is uh, in his interest to, to, to sort of convince some uh, uh, non-convinced uh, voters. Um, George Sigopoulos, what do you think is, is at stake here uh, for, for Athens, uh, particularly with um, the, the potential for, for natural resources around, around those uh, islands? Well, the possibility for dialogue is currently very, very uh, limited. And obviously, it's not the unreliability of Greece, which is leading to this outcome. As our prime minister has repeatedly said that Greece is prepared for a dialogue. But when one country is under constant threat by the other with the use of military force, you can very well understand that the conditions for uh, our dialogue are not uh, ideal. At the same time, Greece recognizes only the delimitation of maritime zones as the only legal difference between the two sides, while Turkey's agenda is much broader. So under the current circumstances, I find it impossible for the two sides to talk about the issue of delimitation and also reach a solution. By contrast, and taking into account the general behavior of Turkey uh, into account, it should be mentioned that there are other countries which are proceeding towards the limitation agreements in line with international law and the law of the sea, the convention that Turkey has not signed. A recent example is the deal between Italy and Croatia, Italy and Greece, Greece and uh, Egypt, and other agreements that are highlighting that there are several partners in the Eastern Mediterranean that want to proceed together. And also there is the East Med Gas Forum, a regional organization, which is including several countries and partners in the region, Greece, Israel, Cyprus, Jordan, uh, Italy, France. Uh, Turkey is not part of it. And the reason that Turkey is not part of the East Med Gas Forum is obviously that the behavior of Turkey is not accepted by the majority. So I believe that this is a clear indication that most countries in the Eastern Mediterranean let aside the United European Union, the United States are not very happy with the behavior of Turkey. Turkey is welcome to join if it respects international law, if it respects the rule of the majority. Um, uh, Mehmet, it's, I mean, Turkey has said that it has no, the Turkish government has said that it has no intention of uh, invading these uh, islands and, and, you know, we, we take that at, at face value. But is that, is that more, is it more about the fact that um, because of the, the, the natural resources that there can be around these uh, islands for, for finding uh, natural gas and so on, Turkey doesn't want to be left out of, of that uh, part of the equation. And very rightly so, because 
uh, Turkey is, you know, Turkey has as obviously close to these these waters, and and including uh, the Turkish Cyprus, which Turkey supports in that in that sense. Uh, uh, Turkey is rightly asking for its interests, and it cannot be this delimit maritime delimit delimitation cannot be, uh, uh, you know, of. Uh, uh, for, for, for very good international law reasons, it cannot be the way Greek side is translating them. So that's, you know, that's there. But on the other hand, we were talking about the, the Turkish elections and, and how this will serve on the Erdogan's hand or whether it's actually in his favor. Uh, uh, Turkish-Greek uh, uh, relations have been tense for a long time. However, if we look at the reason provocations, uh, they have been mostly, actually, uh, almost all of them, they have been coming from the Greek side. And this doesn't help to uh, establish dialogue. The, the, I mentioned them earlier. I listed several provocations by the Greek side. And, and this also, of course, regardless of the, uh, the, who is the governing Turkey, there is a sense of rally around the leader when it comes to Turkey-Greek relations. All right. Regardless of the opposition uh, or, or who is governing, when it, when it comes to the state policy, Turkish governments seeks to maximize their interests. And this is very natural for either side of the equation. Let's, let's put that to George then, that uh, Turkey sees Greece as, the, uh, as the, the provocateur in all of this. What do you say to that? Well, this is the rhetoric of, of the Turkish uh, government. It is well known, but at the same time, it is very well rejected in the European Union, in the United States. It also... Uh, during talks of the East Med uh, Gas Forum. It is clear that Greece is defending itself and uh, obviously the constant threats from the other side are not uh, helping the situation. So I believe that especially in the aftermath of the invasion of Ukraine, there is a sensitivity in the West about uh, revisionist tendencies, ambitions and philosophies. And Greece is working towards this direction with its partners, including the European Union and the United States. And as far as the European Union is concerned, these are the rules of the family of the European Union. Turkey is not a member of the European Union, and for the time being, it seems impossible for it to enter. If it changes its behavior, then there could be chances. And obviously, ahead of the meeting, the important European political community meeting that will take place in Prague after 10 days, Perhaps there will be an opportunity for our leaders, Prime Minister Mitsotakis and President Tayyip Erdogan, to meet. This will be good news. But if this public rhetoric continues from the other side, obviously I cannot be optimistic about any breakthrough, uh, in even a meeting between the two leaders. All right, let's, let's give what's probably going to be the last word to uh, Mehmet. I mean, May how I do you see this playing here, out? Okay, I, I know you want to respond to what George has said there, but I want to ask you as well, is, you know, do you see the potential for this to, to calm down eventually, or, or could it really get out of hand? I think it can calm down. Turkey respects territorial integrity of all members of the international community, and they have, at numerous times they have mentioned that, and particularly with regards to Greece, they have made that clear and firm that Turkey respects their territorial integrity. However, uh, you know, this harsh rhetoric that the previous speaker is talking about comes as a result of the provocations. It doesn't actually emerge out of nowhere. It comes after the harassment of Turkish uh, jets on NATO duty. It comes after the, the, the firing uh, of Turkish, uh, you know, the, the commercial vessel. It comes after, uh, you know, pushing uh, uh, away all these uh, refugees in the Aegean uh, to death, it comes after a several provocations. The rhetoric, of course, escalates, and uh, and it is it serves 
President Erdogan's hand, and this is a natural outcome. However, if we're talking about a threat, you know, it's a it's a, a constructed threat, whereas the provocations are actual, actually tangible, and they take place. George, uh, how do you see this playing out? Then this is, uh, as we said, the latest in a long list of, of disputes between Greece uh, and Turkey. Uh, will this does this have the potential to to, to get worse? Yes, it has the potential of getting worse, and uh, history is playing an important role in that regard. So if we are looking at the evolution of Greek-Turkish relations and the relations between uh, Turkey and Cyprus uh, from a historical lens, from a historical prism, then we cannot be uh, optimistic. And what is even more frustrating and disappointing is that the fact that there is no contact at the highest level right now. And we can obviously understand that from the moment leaders don't talk to each other, then there is a possibility for an incident in the Aegean or in the Eastern Mediterranean. But for sure, if this happens with the responsibility of the other side, Greece will defend itself. This is clear, this is Greece's policy, and this is Greece's policy supported by both Brussels and Washington. All right, we've got to leave it there. Thanks very much uh, to you, gentlemen. Uh, George Sogopoulos in Athens and Mehmet Celik in Istanbul. And our thanks as well to Peter Klepp in Brussels, who was with us earlier. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Mohamed El Aishi, Carla Legg, Abdurrahman Warsami, and Paul Taylor. Studio Sound was by Aston Goodison. The program was edited by Mohamed Abul Naja, Lynn Nguyen, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Thursday.